Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kumi Sheree Show. I am Dina Sheree. As you can notice, Kisha's not here today. It is just me. It's time for my testimony, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, when I'm in a private setting, then it just flows naturally to tell my business. But here, it just seems kind of weird, right? A little bit. But Revelations 12:11 says, and they overcame him, him being the enemy, the devil, Satan. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, Jesus, and the word of their testimony. And they loved their lives not into death, right? So I'm here to, to share a little bit about myself. And, uh, you know, just my prayer is that you can um, seek your own healing through my brokenness and where I've been in my life. Um, so here's a little bit about me. Um, my name is Dina, as you already know. Uh, I am the third child, um, on my mom's side. I'm number three. I'm the youngest baby. I had two older sisters. And then on my dad's side, I'm actually number three out of, I think, 12 or so. I lose count sometimes. (laughs) Um, but I have a lot of siblings, put it that way. Um, and I kind of feel like three means something. Three on this side, three on the other. Anyway, um, and so I'm kind of the, I was the baby of the family. Um, I did grow up in a single mother household, so my dad wasn't around. Um, I didn't really have a relationship with him until my adulthood, um, pretty much after my daughter was born. Um, and so she recently turned 17. Can't believe it. Um, so, um, so my dad and I have been in a relationship. Um, somewhere around when maybe she turned on 10 or so. So it's been a few years that we have been uh, restoring our relationship and, and God certainly has redeemed the time and um, and forgiveness is there and all of that good stuff, right? So um, there's that. Um, I was a kid that wasn't really, um, I'm not a rule breaker. I'm not even a rule breaker really as an adult. Not to say that I have not broken rules. But in general, I just like to follow steps. Um, And so I didn't really find myself in much trouble. I will say that I didn't really like being told what to do. I will say that. And I think from that place um, of arrogance, it got me into places of sin that I never really thought I'd be in. And so um, I was one who, if you told me to go left, I would just go right just because I could. Not necessarily that I wanted to go right, not necessarily that anything was appeasing over there. It's just like, who do you think you're talking to? I can do what I want. <laughs> um, so God has done a work on me, right? Because uh, living a life with Christ is about being obedient and being, being told what to do. <laughs> so uh, there has been some improvement there for sure. Um, but I felt led to, to talk about... Um, a part of my life that many people know who know me. I don't shy away from it, um, but I feel like it's something that the enemy is certainly using in this day and age. And it's so, um, I don't know how to say it. I guess it's so common and so, I think we're so desensitized that we think it's not a big deal, but it really is a big deal. Um, and, um, it really begins to make you question your identity because that's the origin of it, right? Not really knowing who you are in Christ and how he's crafted you. 
And so I'm going to tell you about the season of my life where I was a homosexual, that I was a lesbian. I'm very proud about it. My mom knew. I, I remember when I finally made the decision that I was not going to hide it. I called her specifically and I said, hey, I'm getting ready to live this life. I love this girl. I'm, I'm going to do this or whatever. And I wanted you to know that so that if someone saw me that knew the family, that knew me, that knew you, they would not call you and throw egg in your face, so to speak. You know, some people kind of triumph over stuff like that. And I didn't want my mom to feel humiliated or whatever because of how I decided to live my life, right? So I called and told her that. Um, you know, during the season of my life, I was in my early 20s, early 20s. And um, I don't think I ever even you know, had a problem with homosexuality. I don't even know if I really knew what it was. I do remember as a teenager, not really feeling one way or the other about it. Feeling like if a girl's cute, then I'll, I'll date her. Big whoop. At the time I was dating somebody, I was dating a guy. Um, but I made that statement kind of nonchalantly, not knowing that my words had power. So I activated something even when I was a teenager. And um, I was dating a guy um, in my early, you know, we dated for a very long time, just put it that way. And, um, you know, I found out there was infidelity and, and you're growing together and you just make mistakes. So this is not like a bashing or anything like that, but you just make mistakes. And we were in our early 20s and I found out about it and it hurt me and it hurt me real, real bad. And, um, and we broke up and we were already living together and all the things. And not to say that that situation made me start dating women, but it was from a broken, pla broken place and me wanting to have someone to love me, to support me, to be there for me. And I just was like, who, who's going to offer it? Who, who, who's going to give it? I'll, I'll accept it in my mind. But I wasn't looking for a woman. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, I'm done with this. I, you know, I don't care. And I went into a lifestyle of partying and clubbing and I was living life. Okay. And I remember I was working at a job and there was a girl there. And, you know, at the time it didn't dawn on me how she dressed. It didn't, none of this dawned on me. Right. It just, it just didn't. She was nice. She was a supervisor, not necessarily over me, but she was a supervisor at the job I worked. And um, we just would talk and laugh and kind of cut up. And I really was honestly oblivious to the fact that she dressed like a guy that, I mean, I just, I just really was. I don't even know how to say it. I really was. It was very naive. And a movie was coming out, I believe. And um, we talked about like wanting to see it or whatever. And, and it, you know, she was like, hey, you want to go see the movie? And I still not thinking that she's perceiving what's happening any other way. I was like, sure, let's go see a movie. Um, no big deal. Da, 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 da. So we go see the movie. Um, there was no affection or anything. Um, but I remember leaving the movie and I don't know if there was a comment made or there was a feeling. And I remember going home thinking, did I just go on a date? That's what I thought. I didn't know. I didn't know. And I was like, I think I went on a date. And and from that point, it just began to kind of, that seed began to grow and grow and grow. And, um, you know, I talked to my mom about my feelings and, you know, there was some discussion there. 
Um, and ultimately I made a decision to begin dating this girl. And, um, and it was all very nonchalant. And at this point, you guys, I had already given my life to Christ when I was a teenager. I had already, you know, I've been reading the Bible and all of this stuff. And, and, and I had fallen into this backslidden state and, um, and was having a blast, <laughs> a full on blast. And, um, but this is the things that happen, right? Because I'm, because I'm in sin. I'm telling you, I have fun, right? Because that was my flesh. But I'm telling you, I'm in sin, and this is, this is, this is what happened, right? Because sin always takes you further than you want to go and keeps you longer than you want to stay, right? Because you think it's like, oh, it was just a little bit, and and then this thing comes about. Now you have AIDS. Now you have an STT, STD. Now you're pregnant. Now you're, 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 uh, you know constantly connected to this guy that was just a, a fling or what I stand, you're con you're connected to this girl who you really didn't even like like that, right? So like sin always takes you further than you want to go. So here I am dating this girl, this woman or whatever, and um in a very short amount of time I lost my car, I lost my house, and I lost my job. Because the enemy don't come but nothing else but to kill, still and destroy. And in that short amount of time, I lost all those three things. Um, and I found myself living, you know, with her. It was during this season. I also was introduced to um, domestic violence. Um, I also, you know, lived in a place that, you know, I wasn't used to. I was around people I wasn't used to. I was, you know, we lived in a house where there was roaches. And I had to learn how to live in an environment like that. wasn't used to it. I just, everything was brand new. And I was trying to be in this relationship and fall in love and all of this good stuff. But yet I'm dealing with these huge losses in my life and I'm not even cognizant of it, right? I'm not even aware that this thing is actually happening to me. I'm not even, it was like, I knew that God was not happy with that and I was just going to do it anyways. And I wasn't even connecting the two. I wasn't connecting my disobedience to losing my, my car, you know, my job and my home. I didn't connect the two, you guys. I didn't connect that those things were fruit of the decision that I made to be disobedient, right? And so I found myself in a situation where she was abusive to me. Um, and, and it was a situation where you learn that you won't say what you won't do until you're in a situation. Because I was like, ain't nobody going to ever hit me. <laughs> I'll fight back. Ask me if I fought back. <laughs> Ask me. I did not. I think I was in shock, right? This person you love is hitting you and you justify it in so many kinds of ways. Like they're mad. I kind of had this tone. I, you know, I, I shouldn't have said nothing then. And what, you know, I was overreacting. You justified in so many ways. But at the end of the day, I was in a domestic violence situation. Um, and there was alcohol abuse and drug abuse. Um, this is also a time in my life where uh, I learned how to sow weed. I know you look at me like, what? Yeah, I've lived life. I learned how to weigh it and bag it and, and, and sell it. And, you know, I thank God for forgiving me because I sow weed to kids. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like teenagers, kids, not like 10 year olds. <laughs> But teenagers are still not good either. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, like, I was not even cognizant of how I was affecting some person's child, right? Because try, try and do something to my daughter and see how I won't raise up. 
Okay, that is not the Dina you ever want to meet is the one <laughs> that is protecting her daughter. You hear what I'm saying? And so to think about the fact that I was not even cognizant of that, that time of my life and was doing what I needed to do to, to get money. I mean, we both were just, what I learned was grimy, right? Like it was a whole new world um, and a whole new identity. And that's why, you know, I, I pinned this as talking about identity because at that point in my life, nothing about how I grew up, where I lived, what I knew, it it was no longer before me. It was I was a whole new person, a whole new identity that the enemy was feeding me, and I was buying it. I was like, "Yes, it's uncomfortable. This is weird. Ooh, there's bugs. There's this." But I was like, "Okay, this is this is my life. This is what we're doing." And um, I mean, it was also a season where I learned what the what it smells like to cook crack. I mean, I, it's just to the glory of God that I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm in my right mind. Uh, I haven't, I didn't do jail time because I also rode dirty, meaning there was drugs in the car. Um, I was working the car is what we called it work. Um, and God kept me through that season. Right. And I was as proud as they want to be. I had I took my favorite pair of jeans and put a rainbow on it. Right. And when, I mean, we were everywhere doing everything, holding hands, all of all of the things um, I was even associated with a gang. I mean, I can't, when I tell you that making that decision to go against God and to be disobedient exposed me to a whole new world um, like the enemy's camp, it exposed me to the enemy's camp, you guys. And, um, and here, but here's how good God is though, because even in that season of my life, um, he would send witnesses to me, right? Cause I'm, cause, I, cause even though I was doing that, I was, I'm still his, I still belong to him. Right. And so be, because he is so gracious, he allows us to make decisions. He allows us to move into our own free will. And so the enemy had permission to, to, to touch me up. He couldn't take my life. But certainly I was in a life of struggle and, and suffering because of the decisions that I made because I went against God. And I would be at the laundromat, you guys, doing laundry. And, uh, and someone would come and they would just start talking to me about Jesus. And I would be like, do I look like I want to talk about Jesus? Like it would just be so random laundromat, grocery store, wherever I was, someone would start talking to me about the goodness of Jesus. And it wasn't lost on me that that was God talking to me. And I was just like, yeah, he is good. And I'm, I'm good doing me. <laughs> just girl, just, oh, just disobedient. You hear what I'm saying? Just disobedient. Lord, thank you <laughs> for forgiving me. But, um, but he kept sending people, right, to me. You know, the Bible talks about one plant, you know, one souls, one waters, he gives the increase. And they just kept, he just kept sending people to plant and water and plant another seed and water. He just kept sending people, you all. And um, I didn't, I didn't know it, right? But he was, he was getting it in, in small ways. I wasn't going to church, obviously. I wasn't listening to gospel music, none of that stuff. He was getting it in slowly but surely. And, um, and that relationship ended up ending because of the domestic violence. Um, I just was scared for my life and I disappeared in the middle of the, not in the middle of the night, but the middle of the day. 
And um, I actually haven't seen that person since um, since the day that I left uh, when they went to work. Right. And so um, but even then, even all the stuff that I've been through and I'm only giving you the highlights. Right. Because there's a there's a whole lot of other stuff I dealt with. Um, I actually still date another woman. Like I was, I was like, this is my life. So I'm just, I'm gonna find another boo. And that happened. And, um, and, and, and I'm be, I'm just going to tell you, I'm telling y'all my business. Okay. The next person that I dated was my ex's friend. I know. But ain't right, is it? I know. I know. But that's true. That's what happened. And, and she and I began dating. And while there was not domestic violence, there wasn't, there wasn't any of that. Right. I still was in a sinful relationship. I just was. And, um, but in that situation, um, because there wasn't chaos, because I was working, she was working, you know, we paid bills, all that good stuff. It was during that quiet time that God really, um, began to really talk to me. I began to hear him more because I wasn't, there was, there wasn't so much chaos around. Right. Because as you, if you, if you've done anything like selling drugs, you know, that your life is chaotic. Your life is going, is moving. You're always looking, you're always watching, you know, you're always on 10. Do you know what I mean? You wake up early, you, 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 you out late, you know, you're moving, you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, you would think the, the amount of work that we were doing, that we would have been billionaires, but that's not that ain't what how it works. It just as soon as we come in, it will go out, right? And so, during the next relationship, it was quiet enough where God, could, I could start hearing Him better. Uh, and mind you, when I started dating women, I was no longer attracted to men at all. I would see a guy, and I'd be like, "Oh, he's he's nice looking," but I, you know, how girls when you feel like, "Hey, all right," looking like how he's looking, I didn't have that. It was gone, and it and it was in the the second relationship where I saw a guy and I was like, well, hello. And I was like, okay, where does that come from? Cause I date girls. I'm a lesbian. I, you know, that, that was my identity. I had flipped that thing and God started to, to change me and to not even change me, but resurrect me. Right. You know, like call forth his daughter. And, um, and I would remember people talking to me at the laundromat and all the different instances. And, um, you know, I got to a point where I was like, man, this is not me. This is not who I am. This is, I'm not a lesbian, actually. Like, I did this thing. And, you know, at that time, I don't even think I realized it was from a place of hurt from the relationship um, that ended in my 20s. I just knew that that wasn't me. And I remember the day that I told, and I think at this point, um, the girl I was dating, we had actually broken up. We were still living together and we were planning on moving and separating, right? So we were still living together, but we weren't a couple, right? Um, but I remember in the car with her one day and I was going to tell her that I wasn't lesbian and I was really nervous about it. Even though we weren't dating, I just, I don't know. I was just really, really nervous about it. And so I remember saying, Hey, you know, I got something I need to tell you. And she's like, what? And I was like, I'm not really a lesbian. And you want to know what her response was? I know. Because here's the thing, here's, here's the reality of it, you guys. 
yes, that was a person, right? That was an individual, but the spirit always knew I wasn't a lesbian. Always knew that. And it was very clear to me at that moment where God was calling me back. And the enemy knew I was leaving. The enemy knew oh, she's out of here. Then he was like, yeah, I know. I knew you were a lesbian. You believed it for a couple of years. Bye. You know? And, and that's what the enemy does. He gets us to believe a version of us that's not true. It's not true, y'all. I know you've lied before. You're not a liar. You've told a lie before. Maybe a couple. You're not a liar. Maybe you've stolen before. Right. Maybe you, 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 you were a thief that, but that time, but are you overall? No. Right. Because there's redemption. Right. And I think a lot of times we, we identify with the names that the enemy calls us more so than the names that our father in heaven calls us. And that's where the struggle comes in. Right. Because if you can get me off my box, off, off my stand regarding my identity, baby, you got me. I mean, look at how the enemy had me, right? Convince me that my identity was being a lesbian. Convince me that my identity was um, um, having to, to do, you know, artificial insemination because there was no natural way for us to have children. I mean, and when I tell you I lived that life, I lived it completely. You know, in my second relationship, we were talking about having a child and and surrogacy and artificial insemination and what that will look like. like I was full on in it. You know what I'm saying? Like committed to that. No problems. And it really is only by the grace of God that I came out of it. It's only by the grace of God that I came out of it. I can't even tell you standing here, sitting here today, that if it, if, it, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't still be doing it. Do you know what I'm saying? But I responded to his call, right? Just when I accepted salvation, when I, when I came to him, he called me first. I didn't know enough about him to go looking for him. I didn't. He called me, right? And he was calling me again. Um, and so, you know, I just, you know, I wanted to share that part of my life. It's really, you know, the high points, you know, maybe over a cup of coffee might, might get into it a little bit deeper um, because God is surely a redeemer. Um, he has surely given me new names. Um, it was out of that season in my studio apartment, uh, I may have told, I may have mentioned this before in a podcast where I was praying and worshiping God. And, um, so now, now I'll connect all of it together. So I was praying and worshiping God. And, um, and the question was asked to me from the Holy Spirit, if you love me, if you're worshiping me, if you are mine, then why do you still have those DVDs? The DVDs that what he was referencing was the L word. Um, they were really big back at that time. And it was just, it was a, um, I don't know if it was show. I feel like it was Showtime. The show, Showtime was kind of risky back in the day. I don't know if it's risky anymore. You know, but Showtime was like the next step above Cinemax. Y'all remember Cinemax? So, <clears throat> anyways. Um, so it was the L word and I had, you know, you know, it was a big deal to buy the box series. You know what I'm saying? It was a big deal to have a whole box series. And so that was expensive. I spent money on it and it was, it was just about lesbianism. It was just about girls dating girls and, you know, doing life, but doing life with girls. Right. And at this point, you know, I had not dated a woman. I hadn't had a desire to date a woman. Like 
you know, out of that lifestyle, delivered. But I still had those. And the Holy Spirit checked me, like, why do you have those? Because I hadn't watched them. They were just on my CD tower. Y'all remember CD towers? Anyway. <laughs> on my CD tower. And, um, and I didn't have an answer, right? The answer of, well, they cost a lot of money was not sufficient enough. And I had to be challenged at that very moment of, why are you keeping those? If that door is actually closed, if you are who you say you are, if you believe in the identity that God has given you, why do you have them? And I remember grabbing those CDs and it wasn't good enough, you guys, just to throw them in the trash. I broke up, I opened up all of the discs and broke them into pieces, ripped the covers, tore the packaging in its entirety, right? Because for me, I needed to do that. For when I needed to show God, like, no, I'm, I'm all about you, God. I'm all about my identity in you. I, I, I'm all about that. I'm all about moving further into this deliverance. And I'm not going to give the enemy an opportunity to come back in here and say, well, because I didn't have cable. Well, you know, you could watch it. You don't have cable. I didn't want to give the opportunity, the enemy opportunity to do that, even though I hadn't watched him um, since I came out of that, that lifestyle. And so I, I cried. And I ripped them up and I thank God and I praise God as I, as I did all of that. And after that, I'm praising him. I'm done. And that's when God whispers two promises, two, two identities, two new names, right? Because at that point, I was daughter. I was sister, right? I was friend, right? Stuff like that. Um, but it was in those moments that he whispered mother and he whispered wife. And he revealed more of my identity. And um, that was astounding to me, you guys, because for one, I didn't like kids. I've confessed that before. I like kids and I'm, I'm different. Um, but I just, I didn't want to have children. And um, being that I was a lesbian for, for you know, years, um, I just couldn't see myself as a wife to a man. I couldn't, I couldn't or even a wife period, to be honest with you. I couldn't see myself as a wife um, because the process of deliverance, you guys, is not, um, it ain't, you know, hocus pocus, right? It's not magic, right? Like it is a decision. It is is you um, accessing the power of God and him cleansing you, right? That whole process. And some things takes a while. Some things are a process, right? And you know, I still had a lot of the mannerisms of that lesbian lifestyle, even though I guess probably I would be, I would have been considered the, um, the female of the lesbian, right? And she was, they were more of the male kind of esque version. Um, I still adopted some masculine ways about myself, right? I still had some things that came along with that season that I still had to work through right? That I still had, God still had to burn that out of me. And so for him to say, I was going to be a mother and I was going to be a wife, I was like, to who and to when? <laughs> because what? It was astounding to me. Um, but God is faithful and he is just, and he is forgiving. And, um, and those things did come to pass. I am a mom of a beautiful daughter who was 17. Her name is Grace. Um, She's so smart and so kind and, and loves God. Um, and I'm really grateful that 
that he didn't, that those words of not liking children and all that stuff, I'm really grateful that that didn't come to pass, that, that I, I walked through this world without ever knowing what it was like to be a mom. I'm really grateful to God for allowing me to become a mom and, and seeing how much he loves me through my daughter. Um, and then I did get married. That did end in divorce. I got married when I shouldn't have. I got married for not the right reasons. Um, and we can talk about that another time, you know, because sometimes when God gives us a promise, gives us another set of our identity, we're so hurried and so rushed to get into it um, that we don't take the time needed to, to be sure that this is the, the place for us, that this is the person, this is the time. And, um, and so it wasn't, and that's okay. Um, but God, because God is still a redeemer. Um, and one day I will be married, um, and it will last in Jesus name. Um, but I just, there's a lot of us struggling with our identity and we struggle with what people have called us, what people have said about us, the names, fat, ugly, you know, nasty, mean, you know, just whatever names that people have given you, whatever identities that they have um, attach you with that the enemy really it's the enemy has spoken over you for one it's a word curse and I need you to renounce and denounce that thing in the name of Jesus and replace it with the word of God that's what you first got to do um but then you got to read your bible to find out who you are in Christ so that's what I had to do I had to get myself so deep in that word so I could understand who I really was in Christ and what he's called me to do and you know God will allow you to go through some things, right? And it's not just for you. It really is for those around you to encourage people that there is, an, there is the other side, right? It's hard when you're in a situation to see the other side. Like you're looking like, well, where is it? Well, there is another side, right? You're going to get to the other side. And I hope that if you are in a situation where you are questioning your identity, where the enemy has made you believe certain things about yourself that are just not true. Um, just know that God has specific names that he calls you. He has a specific identity that, that's yours alone, calling alone, right? And, and he desires for you to learn what those are and how he's made you and how he's called you. But you've got to respond to the call. And the only reason why I'm able to sit here and tell you um, about that season in my life that's passed is because I responded to the call when he began to call me back and I had an ear for him. Um, and so that's my prayer is that if you are struggling with identity and, I, and, it, and, and it goes deeper than lesbian, transgender, you know, it goes deeper than that. I mean, that is something. But we tend to think that that is the biggest sin of all sins. Maybe it ain't, okay? Let's say all sins, right? I'm talking about if 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 um, somebody called you a loser and said you're never going to be anything, that's a title. That's big too, right? That that has the, the ability to change your trajectory in life. That's big. So So I don't want you to miss this moment that God might be trying to talk to you because you're like, well, I'm a lesbian. I'm not gay. They ain't been my problem. Okay. And that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Good on you. But there have been names that you have been called. There have been titles you have been given that do not belong to you, but yet you're holding on to them. You got them in a backpack, a snap. You're carrying them 
And it is time for you to give the devil back his stuff, okay? Because it don't belong to you. And pick up the things that God has for you, right? So that's just a little bit about me. Um, I feel like Kish and I will probably um, share bits of ourselves and testimonies as we walk this journey with Kumi Sheree. Because again, we overcome by Jesus, by the blood of Jesus and by our testimony. Um, we're meant to live in concert and community with one another. And um, we, we are really just sinners saved by grace, um, responding to a call and daring to believe that there is a better life than, than what the enemy is offering, because there absolutely is a better life. And so I pray that uh, my testimony, a glimmer of my life has blessed you. Um, if the enemy is giving you some titles, right? I feel like I feel like you want to write them things down so you can confront them and have this face when you do. You talking about me? Do that to it, okay? Write all these things the enemy has called you, right? So that you can speak God's blessings and what God said over them, right? You got to first what you've been called to be able to call yourself something new, okay? And ask God, right? It's a little bit of homework. I believe I believe in action steps, okay? So you know what the enemy has called you. You know what, what people have said to you. I want you to actually write those things down and I want you to counteract those things with the word of God, right? And start speaking those things over your life. Watch your life change. All right, so I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I, listen, I made it through without crying. Are we proud of me? Because I am. <laughs> Have a great, great day, you guys. Again, I hope this has been a blessing. Please like, share, comment. If you're brave enough, share a bit of your testimony. Um, share how this has impacted you. If it's impacted you, share this with someone else whom um, you know might be challenged in this area. I feel like we all are challenged in this area one time or another. Um, and we all just need some encouragement to know that, that God uh, has a complete full identity of who we are waiting for us to discover it. Um, so have a great, wonderful day. Kumi Sheree, you guys. I am out. The next time you'll see me, I'll be with my girl Kish. Bye.